0: Till shade is gone. Till water is gone. Into the shadow with teeth bared.
1: Screaming defiance with the last breath.
0: To spit in Sightblinder's eye on the last day.
1: By my honor and the light.
0: My life will be a dagger for Sightblinder's heart.
1: Until the last day. To, to Shile ghoul itself. itself.
0: This is a Dagger for Sight Blinder, a podcast focused on all things Wheel of Time, with your hosts
1: Sarah Lucas
0: and Adam Tricola. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of A Dagger for Sight Blinder. May you find shade this day. Sarah, how are you doing today?
1: I'm good, how are you?
0: i'm good i have found a remarkably small amount of shade today mostly mostly because i had to go home sick oh. uh, for for the day so i didn't have to deal with people and their shade
1: mm, that's not a good feeling though i mean i don't know it's a little bit of a double-edged sword
0: yeah shade nanigans <laughs>
1: shade nanigans wow. none of that
0: <laughs> i'll try never <laughs> to use that again <laughs> Uh, oh man so uh yeah this is uh this is exciting though we get to talk more about about my favorite wheel of time book
1: yeah this was a good one good chunk of chapters
0: oh yeah you got you had to read chapter 47
1: i did which so um should probably we can we can hop right into it because there's no show news
0: yeah okay so spoilers i guess
1: yeah yeah um so we are going to do the next six chapters of the shadow rising which is chapters 46 to 52 um but also anything before that and anything in the first three books and anything in the first season of the show that may be relevant or may not be relevant who knows um so just all the spoiler warnings
0: every single one
1: every single one um cool yeah so this was a really good chunk of chapters I really enjoyed this and yeah we're almost done there's only six chapters after this
0: oh wow okay
1: I'm pretty sure I think that's I think it only goes to 58
0: yeah I think you're right this book is really long but a lot of the wheel of time books are
1: yeah (laughs) probably should have double checked but hey um, cool. So, you want to hop into it?
0: Because I'm real, real excited. Okay, let's talk.
1: Okay. So, chapter um, 46 is called Dales, and we are with Eggy at first.
0: Yeah. Okay. Again,
1: Yeah, still can't yep. say her name. Um, but she is following Gelb because she wants to see if he's actually like got any salt in him from from film. Um, and he's with a group of other men they're setting up this trap trying to i guess capture nynaeve essentially um and she sees nynaeve and elaine approaching and then decides to like head over there and you know make her presence known i guess so to speak um and then obviously we switch to Elaine's point of view after that, and they are talking about the meeting that they had with Amis and Egwene when they were in Toleran, Riad. I think it was the night before. Um, but anyway, this, they they talk about they what they've learned about Rand, and they learn that Perrin's not there. He's not in the waste. They don't know where he went. Um, and then while they're discussing this, this guy obviously tries to grab Nynaeve from this trap that Gelb has set up um and she hits him with like this I don't know, <laughs> what barrel stake or something that she's got
0: barrel stake yeah they're they're carrying these big old like bludgeons basically
1: yeah she just so she, she just hits them and then another guy um like rushes and pushes Elaine out of the way to try and grab Nynaeve and I thought it was funny because Elaine is assuming they're trying to kidnap her because she's the Daughter heir,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: and I don't know. I just kind of like laughed about it because I was like, if they were trying to kidnap you, why would they push you out of the way? I don't know. Right, it just seemed just seemed odd, but also funny. Anyway, um, and they're not channeling here, so that they are going to, and then they they don't because they're realizing that this like if they channel, you're going. It's like sending up a flare gun that that you're channeling for the Black Aja. They're going to know you're nearby.
0: Right. So. Right. So they don't channel. They, they, they really don't want to, at least.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so then um, Aggie obviously is making her way over there. So she gets there. They don't know who she is. And she just starts beating on these guys as well breaks it up and in the process Gelb ends up pulling a knife on her and then elaine does channel to stop him from from stabbing her uh, and they, yeah yeah so that all all happens and then they decide to take her back to the um back for tea as thanks for for saving them so this is an interesting little like i don't even want to say like a meet and greet but it's an interesting way for them to to meet her Mm -hmm. i think um yeah so they're they're all back they're having tea now yeah great great times and julian comes in and he says he knows what he's found where the black sisters were were staying um, but they're gone now and then Tom's there and he's mentioning that white cloaks have moved in and they're kind of around Emma Thera's palace and they um he, he's basically saying it's like an unusual thing and it's something that he's kind of been he's been looking for unusual things to happen and this is something that he's noticed that's happened and they can't you know decide here what what to do regarding that um and he mentions Bail Doman as well, which Eggie obviously knows him, and that kind of sets her, her uh, ba- the hair on the back of her neck kind of goes up, and she decides to leave. So everything is starting to intertwine here, and it's kind of, it's kind of exciting because you know that it's just like as as you're reading it, you know that there's just going to be this big crash kind of effect as all of these characters are starting to web together feels like it's going to get messy
0: it will probably who knows (laughs) um Uh, so real quick let me ask you how how far have you gotten you've you've stopped by the end of this uh reading chat or reading section like going through 46 to 52 you haven't read beyond that i've not
1: read beyond that yet
0: okay Okay, that, that's fine i guess we do get through a couple more chapters uh with these in this arc uh toward the end here it looks like but yeah we do okay that's fine i was just curious how far you've gotten because of that comment yeah it's uh it's, it's a whole mess
1: it's a whole mess um yeah so then uh i think it's rendra ends up telling them there's like a woman there who has come and is asking for them and they might invite, invite her in or whatever and she's she channels when she gets there, like Elaine and, and I. need realize that they can't channel, and she ends up using compulsion on them to basically interrogate them about like their hunt for Leandrin and um what happened in tear, like all these things. And she doesn't find the tar angry all. Um, and I noticed this actually when I was listening to it. I thought it was really clever because she asks if there is a tarring reel, I think she says like in their room or in the house or something. I can't remember the exact phrasing that she used, but she said in the room or the house and they were able to say no, because it was on like Elaine's necklace under her, her clothes. So they could, anyway, and I remember just like hearing that and I was like, oh, that's so clever. So that, you know, even though she did this, they can still get around, um, answering her, um, Anyway, so it just kind of uh, it, it made me real happy to see that like cleverness come out anyway. And
0: oh, then sorry they, they would it wasn't cleverness on their end though it was just like no, no. no. they got just, lucky kind of.
1: I just liked it. Like I just like that it's like this they're able, even though she is using this compulsion on them, they're still able to lie about it because she didn't sure. ask it in the right way. So they did get lucky, but because she didn't phrase it in the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, so um, this is our first, like, obvious, uh, this is our first step into the, uh, into compulsion. Right. Like, this this ability. Um, well, and
1: Leandrin used it a little bit, but we didn't really, like...
0: She she has a really weak version of it.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Right is like there's compulsion. This this one is like Nynaeve and Elaine
1: mm-hmm.
0: have no memory of this right, interaction. Cause,
1: right, because that's what she does after this. She she commands that they forget her and yeah. then
0: she leaves. Like the, they would do they would do anything. Like they she she can just have them completely mm-hmm. under her command.
1: Mm-hmm. and All we right. don't know who this is they don't know who this like even when this person's arrived Like,
0: right uh, who just, do you who do you think it is
1: i look at the time I, well i guess it, it wouldn't have made sense for it to be land landran right um honestly at the time i thought maybe it was land fear obviously okay. i know who it is now
0: but oh do you okay
1: um yeah because it's the end of the arc but um mm. yeah so yeah like i the only one that i had seen use well not seen but like kind of used compulsion before this was leandrin
0: right well so i guess we can we can save the compulsion discussion for later i mm-hmm. i definitely i feel like Compulsion is potentially too overpowered for this world, frankly. Right. right. But, but we can we can continue on. I okay. just, you it, know, it, it's always bugged me. Like, <laughs> if compulsion existed in our in our world, would we even know it? Because everyone could just tell me to forget about it. They could. I could be under That's compulsion right now. That's a terrifying thought. I know. I know. It's it's like, if you're living a world with compulsion. Mm -hmm. where they just uh command you to you know like if you live in a world with compulsion you have to think that you may potentially always be under compulsion in fact
1: right Mm -hmm. terrifying yeah um yeah so she leaves and they have no memory of this none 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 whatsoever um and then so this chapter just wraps up with like is kind of like still trying to sort out what she has learned about channeling versus what the the Sean Chan have like always been told to believe about women who can channel and then there's this guy watching her leave the inn and it's this Mm -hmm. lovely lovely little thing so that's that's it that's chapter 46
0: game over game over sure so random I mean this this chapter was kind of long and everything but yeah, it, it was. It's an interesting thing. It's uh, they only do one chapter for this in this arc, so mm-hmm. to speak. It's not, I mean, I don't know if you can call one chapter an arc, but it's it was uh, Perrin's point of view right before this, of course. Mm-hmm. And then we do this one and then we jump straight into the next one the traumatic chapter. Oh man, you actually texted or not texted me, but you you messaged me mm-hmm. and you were like freaking out
1: honestly i i so i was listening to it while i was driving to work and i was like having a conniption fit in my car
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, anyway, <coughs> so we we can discuss um so chapter 47 is the truth of a viewing and so yeah like you were saying we have this one chapter beforehand with nine even them and then we jump to swan so she is in her room she's you know going over her she's got these reports that she's looking through and she's frustrated with them and whatever she's just you know rattling on and she's wanting more news from Moraine and Rand and all this um yeah. and then the the door bursts open and all of these Aes Sedai come in and they're led by Elida so super awesome Elida she's um, super
0: awesome. mm-hmm. yeah.
1: And she realizes that she can't channel. So they completely cut her off and blocked her. She can't do any kind of channeling. And she's, you know, kind of absolutely losing it on them for this. Telling them that they're gonna she you know, cursing them out essentially and all this. She's
0: gonna use them for fish bait. And
1: yeah. And kinds
0: of fun stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, it, but they are, she's also noticing that like none of the women are really flinching or like like
0: I don't seem concerned. Yeah. yeah they're
1: not worried it's it's almost like they think it's empty threats right um anyway so we've learned that elida kind of called the hall together and not all of them just enough to make it legal to dispose of of or depose her so she is now no longer the omerlin siege she doesn't need it she's no longer going to be in charge it's basically like a mutiny happening it is a mutiny they're just overthrowing her like this is ridiculous i was absolutely losing it um and swan learns that like leon leon has been captured as well and they're like taking her out and as they're taking her out she sees Ulrich, her her warder is on the floor and he's got a knife in his back and it's just so so brutal so they take her and I absolutely, like, did, I was just, like, gasping, like, audibly gasping in my car. I was losing my mind.
0: <laughs> Told
1: you I did not like Elida, and I did not trust her. Yeah. Just, just no, no.
0: It just oh, comes man. out of nowhere almost, doesn't it? It feels like it. Even though you know that there are plots.
1: Help, yeah, like, you know. like, well, and that's the thing. Like, I knew I didn't trust Elida, but I still was like, "Whoa! Like, what just happened?"
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I think I think the detail that that just like always sticks in my mind. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I can understand your political rival. You wanna you wanna do brutal things to them, and just you know like you you wanna be rude. You wanna you know like you want them to feel bad about their situation. Like I can understand like that desire. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not I'm not like above that feeling at myself anyways but I guess the thing that really always strikes me about this whole scene is the dead warder like with the dagger in his back like he's just been stabbed like betrayed and like someone just murdered him like that's well because they knew he was gonna fight and stuff but they weren't civil about it they just murdered him in cold blood like that right to me that's that's the thing that I'm always like okay so if you you pull a political move like this that you know I guess in some ways it's fair game you know like she she probably wouldn't be above a stunt like this herself frankly you know of doing some kind of a coup or something like that like she probably does you know has like that that's part of who she is or whatever but I don't know it just you just murder a warder and you you know he's just there to that that's what kills me
1: yeah and well and it's exactly that like they knew that he would fight back so instead of taking him head on they're just like yeah we'll just stab him in the back we don't lose any numbers this way and carry on right so oh man did you like my ad of my own point of view
0: yeah yeah i I was gonna read it and then um i was like oh we don't swear on this pod really yeah (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> we don't uh okay so then we go to min's point of view so she's kind of like outside on the grounds in the tower and she finds gawain there and he's with these other like men and he is who tells her that swan's been like overthrown essentially and it's like you, you should you should leave um you should get out of here kind of thing because obviously swan was the one that was like yeah you can you know have this cover story while you're here um and she decides that she's not going to leave she doesn't know she doesn't really know what she can do but she's not going to leave um so we go back to swan who wakes this was heartbreaking okay like this was i also gasped here so she's in a cell Liana's somewhere nearby her like she's woken up and obviously like she's naked like all this like thrown in there um and both of them have been stilled
0: yeah so remember being stilled is it's like the it's so rare mm -hmm. as a punishment that every girl who comes to the white tower as a novice Mm -hmm. is forced to memorize all Mm -hmm. the names of all the women who have ever been stilled. like it's a it's a list that you know the, the white tower has been around for however many thousands of years and it's such a small list that you could actually memorize the number you know the names of all the people right who've had that happen
1: it's like when i when i heard that i was just like oh well, now what do you do like just ah, oh. anyway so they've been still Bad. this chapter just is wrecking me <sighs> Um, okay. So then we're back with Min and she ends up recruiting Laris to help her. So she's got his help and they decide she's, she decides she's going to She's got go tr- her help. Yeah. Sorry. Her help.
0: Um,
1: his. I was like, oh. <laughs> um, so she decides they're going to go try and, and free Swan and Liana. So they go down there and they're opening this, this whatever cell that they're in uh and i didn't know this i don't know if this was said and i missed it but um like she she basically became barely them because their appearances changed after being stilled. and i didn't yeah. realize that that was also like a thing that happened um
0: no so. it's a it's a thing they keep hinting at kind of i don't i don't know I don't think there's like a narrative. I, I mean it's it's nice to to just keep hinting at things cuz mm-hmm. you know uh, as a narrative like it's it's nice to just slowly over time realize I guess like discover these things but mm-hmm. I guess um well okay I I won't give away the whole thing but but yeah like they channeling changes people right and their ability to like so so like moraine has the ageless like the the ageless face of the ice today they they point that out a lot this book
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: Mm -hmm. and so i won't i won't give away all these all the secrets there's still more depth to be found and that's um
1: okay fair There's
0: there's more stuff to but i guess all i'm gonna all i have to say is just like yeah they because because of their stealing they are they are changed and right um, you know, they point out a lot of things too with like the ail mm-hmm. wise women and stuff who can't channel and stuff they they look a little bit different too or they look younger than they probably should or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways i I don't need to keep yammering on. it's just uh yeah it's there's just, it's worth noting, I think.
1: yeah, yeah, so it was just an interesting thing, but anyway, so she obviously yes. opens there uh cell and or cells whatever and she's got clothes for them to put on and they're gonna get out of there and then swan ends up learning of like all this fighting that's going on and realizes that the tower's you know basically been broken like the all of the blue aja have left most of the greens have left the other odds have split, and pretty much the only ones who are there now are the Reds and they're there to support Elida.
0: Well, um, it's not exact but I mean
1: well like you've got all these this like yeah. chaos happening
0: sure oh yeah, so there's there's definitely chaos. Um, I guess the the biggest thing is, yeah, the blues are all gone. yeah. And then other aja's are gone to some degree and all the reds stayed, essentially. Right,
1: right yeah. And Swan was a blue, correct?
0: Yeah, Swan and, and Liana.
1: They were both blue,
0: okay. Yep, and so, that's incidentally what Moraine is as well.
1: Right. Um, yeah, so only only the reds have stayed. Well, all of the reds have stayed.
0: Yes, all of the reds. Right.
1: To, to support sus Elida bent and hit the nail on the head there. Anyway. <laughs> so while while they're leaving, they're they're headed towards horses and Gowan ends up stepping out when he sees them and he's demanding that Swan, you know, kind of tell him where Egwene and Elaine are. Um and she's realized that like she's stilled now. So she's able to lie and she can <laughs> she can just say like oh there they were an alien and they're safe and like she can just lie now so that's an interesting little thing um and you know min asks him to come to come with them and he declines but he's like a wall and sure you get get out the nearest like gate (laughs) kind of thing um so they do yeah and swan ends up seeing logaine and they like she recruits logaine to join them like this you know false dragon to who's whatever meant to be
0: he's also he's been gentled
1: yeah but she recruits him to to join the the group and he agrees and now min again is seeing this this same like crown of glory basically around his head the same aura that she saw before Mm -hmm. um but she's also remembering that there was like this unusual aura she saw around gawain And she saw two different things of him, which I think are important to point out. So maybe they're not, but I feel like they were important. Um, One of them she saw where Gawain was essentially kneeling at Egwene's feet. And in the other one, Gawain was breaking Egwene's neck. And she saw them and she's confused because it was almost as if either or could be true. And she's never had a viewing or that could go one way or the other. Right. So this is a whole new new thing for her. So.
0: Must be disconcerting.
1: Yeah, I would be super confused if I was her. And I feel like that's important to point out. Because now I'm wondering, like, are they both true? Because he could mm. kneel at her feet and then break her neck after.
0: Could be. I, I know, know what happens.
1: I know. <laughs> this was a ridiculous chapter. I just feel like I went on an emotional roller coaster.
0: And in some ways that's what we wanted, right? I mean, not not that we want to feel that roller coaster like feel all upended, but at the same time, I mean, the I I don't know. I don't want to get into Game of Thrones too much, but mm-hmm. you just have to think like they're you know, there are certain scenes in Game of Thrones where it's like, "Wow, that was so brutal and awful," mm-hmm. and yet, I mean, it's what everyone talks about. Like the Red Wedding, for instance, was—I was like, "Oh man!" I even had a little bit of forewarning about it, and I was still just like, "I can't believe they did that." You know, right. and I, I don't want to get into into too many details on that, of course, but I just, you know, uh, but and yet, that's the that's one of the most referenced parts of that entire series really yeah absolutely like it's it's incredibly important and uh it's it's because of the emotions right that that it puts gives us so i mean this isn't maybe quite as crazy as the red wedding but but in some ways maybe it is
1: i mean i feel like they just anyway we don't need to compare but yeah
0: it it upends it upends everything though it changes it it
1: does it completely changes so many things. Oh man! Okay. Anyway, n- next chapter.
0: <laughs> sure.
1: Do you have more thoughts? I feel like I'm oh, like. Oh
0: no! I, I I mean I could talk about. <laughs> we have a whole podcast because I like to talk about. I know. Time.
1: I so, I will say I think it's really interesting that they're working with low gain.
0: Yeah. Well, although yeah i mean and remember uh men sees that has that viewing of him that says yeah. you know he's gonna have glory or whatever so
1: yeah so mm-hmm. which is Seems. interesting since he's been gentled. yeah so okay um so chapter 48 <laughs> is an offer refused and we are with our favorite person avienda Who's, yeah who's with Rand she's still bugging him she's still on his case about looking at Isandra and tr- you know treating Elaine poorly <laughs> according to her
0: um, can I just say and this isn't me judging at yeah. all actually um the because you listen and you you don't actually like physically read it yeah um, the, the way you spell some of these names is just it's fun to me Oh. some of them are just wrong like okay. completely but uh-huh. but it's fine like it no judgment it's just you know Ascendra is definitely with an e though oh I don't well. know. but it, it makes sense you spelled it phonetically you're, you're good I've <laughs> I i do not know I just wanted to point out like in general the surreal like aspect of uh like you read a book and mm-hmm. or you listen to a book and you you get all the content and everything but then you see the name spelled out and just like sometimes it just it kind of, kind of breaks my mind i'm like oh really that's how you spell it mm-hmm. but, and i don't know if, i'm i don't need i don't want to make a big deal of it it's just no but it's, it's true. just interesting and fun so
1: so i spell the Sandra wrong
0: uh, you're you're totally fine i mean <laughs> I, I take more exception to when you you spell color and you just add no, an extra man. extra you know you to an it, extra so.
1: you all right <laughs> it's poor behavior also has an extra U. uh
0: <laughs> it does it does anyways let's let's move on all right
1: um okay so he she's still on his case which is great fantastic he is not wanting to wear ideal clothing he doesn't want to he doesn't feel like he's an IEL so she doesn't want to do it and she's trying to educate him on the waist she's trying to educate him on the ideal and moraine is also trying to i don't i don't want to say she's trying to buck him but she's you know she's trying to learn what his plans are and he's like no nah, i'm not not telling you he's keeping everything close to the chest um and Egwene is mostly with the Wise Ones, doing her her lessons with them. And then we have Kadir. And he keeps telling Rand that um, he has this like knowledge that he, he could use, like he could tell Rand this knowledge that he has. Uh, and he thinks that Rand will be able to use it, but he's only gonna do it if he's guaranteed safety and protection. <laughs> Which is just real odd. sketch. Super sketch. I'm like, really? Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why are you bartering?
0: Mm.
1: Why? A little mm. red flag on you, sir.
0: Well bet. Yeah.
1: And Natiel's still trying to get more information for his stories. The, the um, tale. Yeah. He's still doing his his dig for info. For his yeah. songs and stories and everything. Yeah. Um, and then, so Rand actually here finally realizes that that Avienda is learning how to channel some of the wise ones. Because there's one mm-hmm. day where she just channels a, a fireball. And that's when he realizes that that's what she's doing. She's learning how to channel. Um, and he doesn't ha- have a teacher. Like He's kind of just having to learn how to do all of this on his own.
0: Right. So. Well, and remember, at the start of the book, Lanfear is like, "Hey, I'm going to find you. Like, I'm going to get a, get someone to come and teach you how to, how to channel." And he he was like, "No, like, I'm not going to learn from them." Yeah. You know, because she she was like, "I can get a one of the Forsaken to come and teach you." Right, and now. And he said no, but you can. It seems like he's kind of regretting it, actually. Yeah,
1: it, it's, <clears throat> and I don't know if he's regretting. Not having a forsaken teach him, or if he's just feeling sad that there is no one that can teach him, like he has to learn it alone, because the only okay. other option is to have a forsaken teach him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe, and I don't know, <clears> maybe this is me just, just like putting my own feelings out onto him. But I feel like maybe he is worried that if he does go down that route, and he were to agree to it, then it would be more, it would be easier for him to turn. Like sure. if he if he does learn from a Forsaken, it's gonna be easier for him to be swayed to go that
0: way. Oh, one of the things I mean, I've said it to you before too, of uh, like you are who your friends are. And yeah. even if even if he doesn't want to make friends at the Forsaken or whatever, like you can't get into a relationship where someone's teaching you a, a lot of things without without some level of intimacy with them and some level of, you know, like mm-hmm. learning from them and everything. And so like it, it, they're going to impact you on, you know, on levels that you don't necessarily prefer. Like they're, they're going to, they're going to make their impact on you. And so, yeah, like I, that that's why like parents don't let their kids hang out with kids who, you know, have right. bad attitudes and stuff. It's like, I don't mind that you enjoy this person really, I don't, but I'd also don't want you to pick up their attitude or their habits, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I think that's going to be long-term detrimental. And so, yeah, like he probably doesn't want to go with the forsaken, of course not. But right. at the same time, if the whole world depends on him being able to do his job and he doesn't have anyone to teach him how to do his job, like mm-hmm. at what point, at what point do you need to just bow to the necessity of something like that
1: right and then if you know that that's going to be the case are you biding your time i don't know i don't know it's just an interesting thing
0: well it is like i just can't imagine like we there'll be times in the future here where you'll you'll feel frustrated at rand and Mm -hmm. i'll be right there with you actually um I just have to you have to take a step back sometimes though and just really think like a year and a half ago, he was just watching sheep.
1: Right. He was a nobody.
0: Yeah, like he and Egwene were gonna get married, kind of, you know, right. like that that was like his big prospect, you know, his friends with Matt, the troublemaker. He's like, you know, not a bad life at all, but mm-hmm. also nothing even remotely close to preparing him for this crazy transition into you're the most important person in the world and all of humanity's hopes rest in you alone Mm -hmm. and like what do you do with that like how how do you cope with that and and people are showing up like these extremely powerful people like trying to intimidate you trying to force you to do stuff they're like hey like come join us be with us have fun with us like you know Mm -hmm. or we'll kill you we will murder you in fact we're gonna try to we're gonna send monsters (laughs) to kill you like uh, you know and 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 you meet these people who oppose these forces who are evil and those people aren't necessarily trustworthy either like moraine has clearly got her own ideas of what she thinks needs to happen and and she's you know she's a good guy and yet do you see what i'm saying like it's yeah he's just under this crazy amount of pressure and i just have to think like how how would i how would i change what you know if i if i had to walk in his shoes what would i change how would i do it
1: yeah yeah it's uh interesting
0: i think he holds up pretty well if if you look at that look at it in that light
1: Right. I think so, too. It's just, I do feel a little bit bad for him here that he he's on his own.
0: Well, it doesn't feel like he, he can't even trust Egwene. Right. He can't trust anyone. It's like, well, Egwene's an Aes I Sedai now, and I can't trust Aes Sedai. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Iel obviously have their own things that they want to do. Like, he can trust Matt, but Matt's just hitting on a Sendra. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, and getting you know? shot down. Right. Yep. <laughs> oh man um okay so then so this chapter ends with them finally like they arrive at cold rocks hold so that that's where we end here
0: um
1: okay so the next chapter chapter 49 is (coughs) cold rocks hold shocker so we're still with the group um and they end up obviously going towards cold rocks hold and um you know like all of them pretty much kind of hurry forward except for the wise ones minus um i mean she ends up hurrying forward as well and moraine and Egwene kind of are all going at their own normal pace um anyway so they they get there and they basically have to ask for entrance or ask admittance into the hold and began mm-hmm. it ends up granting it to them um so she greets R- Rark and Hearn first, and then um, I completely spaced, and I should have written this down. She greets somebody before Rand, and he kind of gets all miffy with her greeting to him.
0: Oh, so this this is actually a really important part, in fact. I, I really, really I, like this.
1: I can't remember his name.
0: So this is Kuladin. Kuladin, he's, he's the guy who's, uh, like, he's not he's a the clan one- chief, but he's he's with the Shido.
1: Right, and he's the one that is—he's kind of been like pushing back on Rand as well, hasn't he? With
0: he's the guy whole... who tried to—he tried to kill Rand. Yeah,
1: I thought so. It was the same like guy. He's,
0: hes the guy who, you know, and they're like the piece of ruining, and he's just trying to break it. And he's his brother's mir- Muradin, the guy who was in who right. Rand was, you know, in the glass Pillars with in there
1: with, and he thinks that he murdered him, and
0: well, or whatever he thinks. Yeah, yeah like he's—he's he's a right bastard, is what he is, and so. So he goes up and mm-hmm. he presents himself as a clan chief would present himself, even though he's not a clan chief. Mm-hmm. And he's he's like, I ask leave to enter, you know, your enter your domain. And she uh, and so like this, it's this political thing because if they refuse him, and, mm-hmm. and this is a huge insult on it from him, but he's like, Hey, let me enter. I'm I'm acting as the chief, even though he's not the chief. If, but if they refuse then there's going to be problems with the Shido and there's a ton of Shido they don't want to deal with that and so right. because it would because if they refuse then it would push it, it would insult the Shido and so she does something really clever but it's mm-hmm. it's also like but she she says like uh instead of like uh, oh yeah like there's you know water and shade you know are yours or whatever like her the ritualistic greeting she says uh you have leave to come beneath my roof uh, and that uh, this isn't verbatim but mm-hmm. um uh, like water and shade will be found for you or something like that which which is also which is Uh-oh. her right. saying that this is what she would say to a poor like a a destitute like a beggar basically right so it's the the deadliest of insults to him
1: yeah but, to but
0: none to the shido
1: right to him specifically
0: yeah like that that's one of my favorite parts like she, mm-hmm. she's just like uh, because because he's he's acting too big for his britches he's been a big pain in the ass this whole time he's just been he's been a really irritating person mm-hmm. and and so he walks up and he's like yeah i'm i'm just as good as you guys and like and she's he's, like nah well like yeah he's not the chief he's not the clan chief he's been huh. making all these problems and like why should they treat him that way like they, they clearly have a very strong social hierarchy where he hasn't earned his place yet and why should they just give him his place this place that he's demanding right especially after he's acting the fool anyways about everything
1: and he's like acting as something that he's not so right so it's almost like she just sees through that
0: yeah it was nice yeah it's nice that she's just like you know what screw you man
1: yeah so anyway so it's, pretty, it's just entertaining so he's all all pissy which is fine we don't i don't, I don't like him either Good. Don't, we don't care about him um maybe we yeah. care about him no, he's like
0: important him.
1: fine we care about him but i don't like him
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Good. um so then rand rand greets her and she ends up greeting him as the car car mm. um so anyway so he he goes in and then i thought this was pretty ent- entertaining as well so rock rock introduces him to amice and leanne again but he's introducing them as basically like the wife that you've met and the wife that you haven't met and this right. is the first time that rand is like oh like sister wives are a thing like it, he didn't know about yeah
0: this. he's like oh snap yeah mm-hmm.
1: so which is hilarious because um he keeps having these in this whatever we'll get into it later but he keeps having these like you know decisions that he needs to make or something about min or elaine and feels so torn between them and then works like yeah these are my two wives
0: yeah <laughs> uh,
1: anyway and then of course avienda is still lecturing rand you know, yeah still still going on and he's thinking I think he, this is where he starts thinking that maybe if he get gives her a gift, it will get her to calm down and stop mm-hmm. being on his case
0: so much. Stop being such a bee. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so we learn from Rourke that several of the clan shes have begun arriving already at the meeting place. Some of them are on their way still, so... Uh, oh,
0: going to Elker doll
1: Yeah, and Rand is now wondering, do they do they should he go already or or wait and we learned that Rourke says like not to go because the chiefs that aren't present there yet will lose their honor when he's there so Mm -hmm. so this makes me wonder like like the question that I was asking myself does it make more sense like is he basically saying it's you know proper protocol or whatever that the clan chiefs should arrive first they have all their honor and then you arrive because then you are kind of top dog so you're stealing not that you're stealing all the honor but then no one is miffed at that point because they all kind of have their their moment in the sun and then you come in and all shade
0: (laughs) well i mean it's it's kind of like I I don't know it's like if the king enters last then everyone everyone there is able to be acknowledged by everyone with honor but I mean if, if you think if you think of it though like okay so so let's say that the king enters you know second to last or something he goes into a broom and you know so he's announced everyone's like oh hey like it's the king it's the biggest fanfare of all and then someone else comes in like no one cares because they've already seen the king like the king right. a deal like he's the one who matters and so everyone else who's going to come in afterward is going to be diminished just by the sense that like the big event has already happened you guys mm-hmm. are just you know like who cares about you you're you're nothing compared to what we've already experienced kind of
1: right okay so it's the same sort of idea
0: yeah just you know right. yeah he He's in a lot of ways, it's acknowledging, you know, the value of everyone else who's going to be working with him and for him. Mm-hmm. Okay. He doesn't, want, he doesn't want to diminish anyone just because, you know.
1: Just because he's feeling impatient or something.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like he's, this, this shows consideration toward people, I guess.
1: Right. Okay. Cool. So that's, that's that chapter. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? any um, other thoughts i feel like it was straight <laughs> straightforward
0: yeah i i just like rand's interaction with uh with the Iel in a lot yeah. of ways like or with especially with the wise ones in avienda and avienda is annoying but mm-hmm. you know they're, they're like oh rand you don't know this important cultural thing like that must be avienda's fault she must be a terrible teacher and he's like no i'll, I'll keep her yeah. and then you know like she she should she should be my teacher and And so while they're eating, she's just like sitting there. She's like, oh, and you can use this utensil to do this. And you could use that. Like, just, you know, here's how you eat. Here's how you, you know, like just really basic annoying things. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, to me, it's amusing. It's also like Avienda is just being such a, such a thorn in his side, such a, yeah. It's
1: almost like she's being petty on purpose. I mean, she is being petty on purpose. Oh, she but. is.
0: She is. Yeah. It's <clears throat> it, and yet I I I tend to like in some ways, like she's feeling so uh, like I, I don't know. She's being petulant. she's being immature, all, all this stuff. And I can't mm-hmm. really condone that. And yet it's the openness of it is is kind of just refreshing instead of yeah instead of her just like acting pleasant but being facetious the whole time, she's just mm-hmm. like, "I don't like you and I'm not gonna pretend I like you.
1: Yeah, she doesn't really care what the backlash may be.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, it, it is entertaining.
0: right. And
1: annoying but entertaining.
0: Yeah, there's Aviende is someone to be watching. I, I like Avienda in yeah. some ways. It, in in later scenes. in this series she's she's actually one of the gosh i just don't want any spoilers she she is a more she's more interesting as the series continues i'll just say that okay
1: fair okay so next chapter chapter 50 is traps Mm -hmm. um so still with Rand, and he's kind of like wondering because he i think he goes for a walk yeah he goes for a walk and he's like wondering um if he can trust moraine what he can do, how can he use Moraine, how can he use the Aiel, like all these kind of things that he's thinking about. And he decides to go to the maidens to ask for their advice on a proper gift for Avienda. He picks out this ivory bracelet for her and then they refuse his payment. Um, And instead they do this like tea ceremony where they take a sip of tea, he takes a sip of tea, and then they. They say, um, remember, remember, honor, honor. And, honor. Mm-hmm. and then they kiss him on the cheek. And then the next one does it. And the, and like, so they're each taking one sip of tea, but Rand's taking a sip of tea every single time this happens. So he's just full on tea. <laughs>
0: yeah. like,
1: he is uh, full anyway um so he he does this and then he goes to avienda to give her this this bracelet and she does not care for it does not want it super ungracious (laughs) about it Um, yeah and he ends up talking to the wise ones afterwards and realizes and he tells them that he's figured out that she's she's their spy basically um and they don't really care that he's figured this out which is kind of funny
0: oh yeah it's it is funny i mean and that's part of why I was saying, like, it's it's just kind of refreshing in a way.
1: Yeah. It, it's just so
0: straightforward. Everyone is.
1: It's just so open that they're like, yeah. And they are mm-hmm. basically hinting at the fact of like, well, like you could have sent her away.
0: Right.
1: Like, she's our spy, but you could have gotten rid of her if you wanted to.
0: Yeah. I yeah. Mean, he just has a real frank conversation with her or with yeah. them. Yeah. It's so
1: it's refreshing. I like it. Uh, especially when, like, you're used... To, it's very different because he's having also conversations <clears throat> with Moraine and I Aes I and it's obviously in circles because they they can't lie, but they can kind of manipulate what they're saying. Right. Um, and these... The Aiel just don't care. <laughs>
0: right.
1: Yeah. Um, anyway, so he goes back to his... wherever his room is, and mm-hmm. he... Ends up dreaming of swimming. And in the water is Elaine and Min. And they're kind yeah. of like at opposite ends. So if he goes to one, he's further from the other. And you know, vice versa. Um. Yeah. And you know, kind of forcing him to choose. And Aviand is there watching from the shore. And also scolding him from the shore. And then a of
0: course a, she
1: is. Because, you know, why not? Scold him in dreams and scold him in real life too. <laughs> um and then this other woman shows up and starts wondering out loud if she should let him be unfaithful, even in his dreams. And like ends up getting mm. in the water and wrapping herself around him. And he's like, I know you, but I don't know you like kind of thing. Yeah. It's this whole. Which, anyway. And she's it's awkward, super awkward all over him, biting his neck. Um, yeah. And then this man's voice comes in and is like telling her to, I don't know. Quit it or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Anyway,
1: so he wakes up and has got bite marks on his neck. The only person I can think of that this woman would be would be Landfear.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think In it's different. fairly I Like think I think, it- think
1: that's that's a fair
0: assumption. Right? I, I thought I thought so this isn't me me talking down at all. I promise I yeah. I thought this was fairly obvious that it was Landfair.
1: Okay, I thought so too, but then I was like, "Are they just like trying to? Is this an intentional like trick kind of thing?" Anyway, it doesn't matter. But it, yeah, I, I assumed it was her and his whole "I know you, but I don't know you." Like maybe she had changed her appearance or whatever. Anyway, um, so he wakes up. He's got these bite marks on his neck, and then Avienda's in the room with him and kind of let slip that like the wise ones are are watching over him in his dreams yeah
0: um so you escape that i feel so frustrated by that well
1: it's and it's like so they're watching you when all the time and then they also watch you when you're dreaming so it's kind of just like you you have no escape it's 24 7 surveillance
0: it's awful i I would feel pretty trapped by that
1: big brother aiel style
0: (laughs) Like, it is oh it is you're right <laughs>
1: oh man so uh anyway so this is happening and then he starts feeling like something's wrong so he immediately channels to reach for his sword because that's his his gut instinct and mm-hmm. goes out of his room and sees a um drag car that has killed Cheon who's the the guy shine guy shine yep um so he kills it and then he kills another one. There's so there's
0: two drag cars at first. He thinks they're having sex,
1: <laughs> it's
0: like that really awkward. He's like, Oh, oh my, what you know? Because she's like, He's like biting her neck and she's like sighing in ecstasy or whatever. But yeah, it's a drag car killing someone. So,
1: yeah, so uh, he he kills it and then mm-hmm. um, he sees that Siana's dead, mm. which is sad uh so he goes to ring ring the gong to kind of like get everyone up to let them know what's going on and then trollocs end up uh uh coming in so battle battle chapter battle chapter
0: (laughs) okay oh good okay (laughs)
1: uh so now it's it's matt's point of view which i actually really appreciate that we switched to matt's point of view at this point um so Mm -hmm. he starts fighting and he's killing trollocs and he's also like kind of cursing Rand out for causing more chaos, you know, bringing him into more more nonsense. Um, mm-hmm. So he's kind of figured out or not, maybe not figured out, but he's making the assumption that the Trollocs attacking is a distraction for the drag car because the drag car probably trying to get to Rand to kill Rand. Um, and then, so you've had this whole like battle happening. Yeah. and afterwards rand and moraine are arguing because and i i actually really did enjoy this conversation too so they're arguing because she wants him to confide in her and he obviously doesn't want to do it and he can't trust her so he's like you need to promise me no twisting the truth that you, like none of this like i said i wording basically okay. that you're not going to interfere with my plans and she refuses and she basically says something along the lines of, like she she won't she can't promise to sit by and watch him stick his head on a plot or like wait for his head to be cut off or something along mm-hmm. those lines um Fair. and you know and he and he says he's like not good enough Moraine. like not good enough like
0: <coughs> which so, i agree with i tend to agree with that
1: yeah but i thought it was really really strong um so after this, Ruark has decided that, you know, Ran should not be unguarded and the maidens volunteer to guard him at all times. And he is insisting that they go to Alkar Dal, okay, where well. the Shido have mm-hmm. gone. Sure. Um, because he he basically doesn't want them to, to be there while the clans are gathering by themselves. So he's going to go as well. Um, and he insists on having the not just like the honor guard go but like the whole everyone he wants the whole guard to go um and then kind of asks matt if if he's coming along and matt finds himself agreeing but also and this is probably the most appreciative thing i have for this being from matt's point of view so Mm -hmm. he is cursing rando for getting him into more chaos with, with fighting trollocs and then here he's agreeing to go with him and it's he doesn't want to he just finds himself agreeing to and is also wondering like how did Perrin get away from this like like how is Perrin what did he do to kind of like get rid of this pull from from Rand so it's just a nice little it's just humorous
0: yeah okay so so okay thank you for acknowledging battle chapter um one (laughs) one thing though that you you kind of skipped which I think is important which I mean you just put different significance on everything but uh okay. matt is also talking to one of the IEL about mm-hmm. like the tactical significance of what they were trying to do um and i, I guess like yeah so so yeah like he's well and I, I guess um i guess you did say he thinks that the trollic attack was a distraction um but I, I guess the thing is like the the IEL that he was talking to she was like oh are you a battle leader uh, among your people? Like, right, like you, you know this stuff. Like to her, it's it's very apparent that he knows, uh, you know, like that he he understands how battles work, kind of. Like right. His hit. and so we're starting to see glimmers of of like what you know.
1: What's what's Mac gonna like? Where oh. his his path may go?
0: Maybe, yeah. Just you know, like that's those are the memories that are been up stuffed into his head and stuff but like yeah I don't know it's just a it's a glimmer of what we get to see yeah uh, you know what he's all about so it's I don't know it's kind of fun
1: yeah it's a good point that's fair doesn't suck doesn't suck we like Matt Matt's fun yeah okay so next chapter
0: yeah so yeah so there's defying custom and Mm -hmm. they're instead of instead of honoring all you know like waiting for a month the shido are gone and they need to they need to catch up to the shido and this is this is actually a very wise move of of rand because he's Mm -hmm. like i I can't have a troublemaker like kuladen like hanging out there for a month and turning everyone against me but he's also not taking his normal thousand he's taking the entire clan if he can yeah so, madness yep. madness
1: okay um so the next two chapters we're back with like how you were saying at the beginning it's it's the end of that kind of arc
0: yep. <clears throat> excuse
1: me so chapter 51 is revelations and tanchico indeed um and we're back with nynaeve and elaine mm-hmm. and basically there are they're being kept in the end there's like riots going on and all this and they're with with eggy and mm-hmm. Doman ends up arriving, sees eggy and they just start fighting. They just get in like right away. So he ends up pinning her down on the ground. She instinctively, obviously, like reaches for her knife. So Elaine channels to stop her from doing this. And that's when they realize, like, because Doman is the one that tells them that she is Sean Chan, um, which surprises them. <laughs> and, uh, So Nynaeve, you know, lets her know that they know more, more than the Sassan Chan do about Saldam and and Damani. And, you know, Aggie says like she does now too, and she's obviously learning more about it. And she admits that she's there, she's looking for Saldam that were from uh, Falm. So you kind of have all this final like acknowledgement, I guess, of what's going on with these two groups of people. Sort of working together, not really, but kind of um anyway, so Dolman then tells them that he found the women in the they were in the palace and then Julian arrives afterwards and says the same thing. and then Tom arrives afterwards and says the same thing. So they're trying to now find out if Amathera would be a dark friend or is she being like held hostage and captive? or is she being duped? Like what is the actual? scenario here um mm-hmm. so they are leaving and coming back essentially as they gather information and elaine and Nynaeve, but they're just staying there and kind of watching over over eggy and then finally naneve was like you know what like enough of this stop you guys stay here and watch over us and we're gonna go we're going to go to sleep
0: <laughs> right so
1: um elaine ends up binding binding eggy's hands channels to binders and then nynaeve ends up going to sleep and enters tell around and is hoping to go meet the Queen. so that is uh that chapter
0: yeah these chapters it felt like took too long for how for all the things that happened
1: they it it, this was a long chapter considering like it's essentially them just hashing it out and then them being okay we're gonna we're just gonna go find Egwene and talk to her and tell her on
0: the yeah so I think the most frustrating thing is Nynaeve is she's like oh you're a filthy Sean Chen you you must be a bad person
1: right yeah because they are like you know su- surprised that she's Sean Chan because they liked her or whatever right um yeah so the next chapter the last one that we'll cover 52 is need
0: mm-hmm.
1: so she is Nynaeve is in this in the heart of the stone in tier and gwayne and enemies and bear all enter and tell her about rand and kind of update her and Nineveh is kind of wishing for help from the wise ones in like a, a sort of demanding way.
0: Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's a little bit silly, actually.
1: And so, but they do agree to help teach her and, and they sit, you know, Amis ends up explaining to her that need is a key. So if you can concentrate on what you need, you end up moving closer to the solution and you just kind of have to keep Doing that. So Nani begins concentrating, she takes that advice, and she's concentrating on needing to find the item in the palace that has the ability to control Rand um and or hurt Rand or whatever. Uh, so then she is all, all of a sudden in a bedroom in the palace where Amathara is, and you see that she is uh being held captive. She's made to do to, I think she's like seeing songs, like they're making her do things. Um, and then just, so nine eighth concentrates again and now she's in a hall in the palace where there is a um like a white glass cab thing with a white stone stand and a white
0: glass thing
1: yeah, yeah it's like a like a case a thing
0: it's a with a case the stuff. even the right word right. But,
1: you know it's like a container
0: sure
1: thing display cabinet
0: box. okay
1: uh-huh. <laughs> um, anyway so then uh, so she sees this and all of a sudden she remembers being interrogated I don't know if it's related to her seeing this this stone or if it's related mm-hmm. to the woman that she sees but she remembers a woman that came and uh, interrogated her and Elaine um, but then Brigitte appears there as well and starts you know kind of motioning for her to be quiet and move out of the way like move away so that they can talk mm-hmm. um so she explains to her that the woman who who was there was Mogadian. did I say that right
0: sure. sure
1: we'll pretend I said it right um and that the man that Nynaeve saw in the waist before so not not this time but like Whatever time before that she was there. It was Asmodean. And she explains that Mogadine doesn't really like come out. She's usually in hiding and is she doesn't do anything unless she knows that what she's basically she she doesn't strike unless she knows it's a sure shot. Like she doesn't do anything unless she knows for sure it will be a thing. So basically she wouldn't have gone to I, I read it as she wouldn't have gone to interrogate. Elaine and Aineve, if she didn't know that it would be a for sure thing that she would be able to pull off.
0: Right.
1: right. Um, so, with this knowledge, Aineve ends up going back to the hall uh, and she f- sees in this glass uh, case that it's one of the seven seals of the Dark One's prison. And there's also this band um, that is like a male. Adam. so it's like the like the callers that right like mm-hmm. it's the same idea so it would be for rand and to control him
0: right
1: so then and then um elaine ends up waking her up because she's you know like it's it's for sure have been an hour by now and is trying to wake up 90. uh so we so Elaine does that we switch to her point of view and Nynaeve wakes up and tells her basically everything that she's learned and Elaine is all shocked by this and this all this revelation and in the process she's also already unbound um hands and is kind of hoping that Nynaeve's not going to berate her for it (laughs) but there's this commotion outside um which is that somebody had tried to attack Tom and they've kind of like pinned this guy to the ground because Julian and and Doman were there as well. And you realize when they go out there that it is the seeker of the truth that had showed up at Becky's place. And she kind of like makes this remark about slitting his his throat and he's been watching her. Um, And then they decide, Nynaeve, you know, suggests that, we should just dump him into the alley and we need to make plans to to meet and make plans I guess about what they're gonna do to go get this item. Okay. Uh, how they're gonna go about getting it. So that that's basically that chapter in a, in a nutshell, that's what I, I gathered at least.
0: Yeah. The um...
1: Seeker of the truth guy is weird yeah yeah i don't know how i feel about him
0: um well yeah i mean he's he's fine i i don't know (laughs) i don't know what to think of it like he's it's just an interesting thing because this isn't the shan chan this is a part of their empire right right eventually they they may try to you know conquer wherever but right now this that he doesn't have any jurisdiction and so it's just an interesting thing. Like what, what's he trying to do? What does he think he's trying to do?
1: Yeah. It almost, it just feels like he's a little bit like rogue agent-y. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, yeah. I think, okay, And this is going to, I don't know, maybe this is going to sound weird. I think I was just so, I felt so emotionally attacked by what happened to Swan. Right. that afterwards I was like but I want to know what's happening with Swan it's like when we get a parent chapter and then we leave and I want to know what's happening with parent. I'm like well now I want to know what's happening with Swan Fair. so uh I did I do enjoy though that like all of these storylines especially with Nynaeve and Iggy and then they're all kind of like starting to clash together or mix together
0: yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's it's nice to, yeah, it's nice when everything starts being linked a little bit, I
1: yeah. guess. they start to weave in a little bit more.
0: So how how into this story arc are you? Is this interesting this, to you?
1: This, like, Nineveh story arc?
0: Yeah, yeah, the one with Nineveh and Elaine and all that. Mm-hmm.
1: It's like medium Uh, and this I don't know if I would be more interested if I had read this part first like if they had if if Robert Jordan had switched the order would I be more interested in it versus me knowing that Swan is stilled like because it was interesting like to me we had the first chapter in this section with Nynaeve and Elaine and you know, we, we had this whole interaction where they try and you know they're trying to capture them, and then this stranger appears and uses compulsion. We have all of this stuff that's obviously something's happening, and then mm-hmm. you go to Swan, and I feel like that maybe stole a little bit of the thunder from this arc. <laughs>
0: oh, like from from this grouping yeah i can hear that yeah i, I feel that. like
1: that just kind of stole um some of my emotional capacity a lot of my emotional capacity
0: oh yeah that it that kind of does just overshadow everything yeah yeah i i i will be honest i don't the, the story arc just isn't even close to as intriguing as like like perrin is yeah you know, it is you know like doing all of his cool stuff in in the two rivers and uh, you know Rand is in the waste and he's uh, binding these Aiel to him or not or whatever but he's you know like having these interactions and then and then we have Nynaeve and Elaine just like yelling at Tom and Julie right. about how what idiots they are and like blustering to the wise ones about how they know how to do things and you know mm-hmm. and being mean to eggy annan and the, the, like all this stuff like that just seems so like the stakes just feel so much lower uh, smaller and may, maybe they're not but it just i don't care nearly as much about this as right. the other one
1: i am intrigued like by this this male autumn like that's obviously interesting but other than that i'm like okay Let's right. go get it and maybe destroy it or something. Like I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, also, what's Logan gonna get up to?
0: Good question. Yeah, I don't know.
1: So it's
0: a whole mess. It's
1: a whole mess. Um, yeah. Yeah. And hopefully we get some. I mean, okay, this is nuts. There's only like six, six chapters left. Seven chapters left. Mm-hmm. Fifty-three to fifty-eight i feel like i have so many questions
0: sure well we'll have to see if they get answered so what <laughs> who was the most annoying character to you who's the mac
1: you know it's avienda
0: oh i know because i read it but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I'd make oh, the i didn't answer
1: it's yeah that's my pick would you pick somebody else
0: i would pick nynaeve really yeah, I, her interactions with the wise ones in, in, uh, Taylor and Riyadh is, mm-hmm. she's, she's like, so if you can offer any guidance at all, like, if you could just, you know. Give me a like, handout Yeah, well, and they're, they're like, well, you could, you could ask nicely. She's like, I just, she's like, in, in her head, she's like, I was begging on my knees, like, right. she clearly wasn't, she was just like, too prideful to to ask right so to ask nicely just just pretty irritating to me in my Mm -hmm. it, it was wasn't that cool so that's all um yeah she she's she annoys me but that's fair avienda is also annoying yeah is there room for both
1: there's room for both it can be both
0: all right here, I'm going to bold Nynaeve, though, so that we know that she's the more annoying.
1: Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> yes. Sure.
0: All right. Okay, so who's the most sus character, then, Sarah?
1: In these chapters, it's Kadir. Yeah?
0: Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah, he's pretty sus. His- yes. Yeah. hinting at yeah wanting amnesty and all that stuff yeah
1: like what do you need amnesty for what have you done
0: Mm -hmm. that
1: you need to be promised safety and protection and yeah like you know blindly promised that you know
0: a valid question
1: so don't don't like and then like there are obviously other sketchy characters but they're so obviously sketchy that you know i wouldn't really brand them as sus but he's like ah, okay something weird's going on here right so okay so next episode next week we will finish the book wow that's crazy we'll be done book four
0: yeah start book five do you know what the what book five is called you don't know what book four is called <laughs> 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 rude
1: so rude i don't remember what book five is called i know that i already have it on my audible
0: app awesome it's fires of ready heaven to go.
1: the fires of heaven mhm all right
0: then lord of chaos then fires of heaven yikes yeah sounds not good then what yeah lord of chaos crown of swords mm-hmm. path of daggers winter's heart crossroads of twilight uh, forget all of this yeah you're fine you're <laughs> good all
1: right uh any other final thoughts before we call it
0: um i no we're good there's no. uh there's yeah there's too many too many awesome things going on but am i gonna both- be
1: emotionally damaged next week
0: okay so i will say for this next this coming section there's one part that there's one section that always always makes me tear up like always just like you know tears running down my cheeks level of just like emotion and i won't even say where or what happens exactly but i you know i'll talk about it obviously next week but that's that's something to look forward to it's it's always just very emotionally impactful to me
1: all right i'm gonna prepare myself then
0: get excited yeah
1: yeah okay on that uh happy note (laughs) thank you everybody for listening uh may you always find water and shade